Rick Jensen on 1150 AM, 1017 FM, WDEL. Maybe the vast majority of people don't know that it is World Cholangiocarcinoma Day because it doesn't have a good jingle. I don't know if uh, producer Randy is willing to uh, lower his standards, but I'm trying to think of a, a jingle for Cholangiocarcinoma Day. It's Cholangiocarcinoma Day, Cholangiocarcinoma Day. If you got cholangios, you don't want the carcinoma. Hey, it's... No? Nuts. I think the fine folks at Howdy Doody might have a lawsuit with you. Well, you never know, man. And did you see what they're doing with Winnie the Pooh? So the trademark ended with Winnie the Pooh, and there's a Winnie the Pooh horror movie coming out where I think he... And uh, one of the other uh, fine, loving little creatures, kill and eat Eeyore. <laughs> That's pretty... Is Eeyore a pig? No, it's a donkey. It's, uh, it's a little... Did Eddie Murphy do the voice? But I don't know. I don't think... He yeah, ever... what about donkey? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get damn out of here. Well, you're going to have to eat him now. They killed him. No, it was like... I'm Eeyore. I've lost my tail. That That's pretty much the voice of Eeyore. But anyway, we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later, man, because I'm thinking that's pretty sick. But the trademark wore out. So let's get to our good friend Janice, or as Randy says, Janish Meyer, who is internationally well-known. She's a Delaware survivor, uh, multi-years a survivor of bile duct cancer, cholangiocarcinoma, uh, and she's on the phone. We've been uh, supportive because nobody else is. And I'm glad to have you on the phone, Janice. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me on. We're just getting over COVID, so if I'm not as bright, uh, give me a little bit of a break. Um, I really appreciate WDL's uh, support. You and Randy have been amazing. And thank you again for emceeing our 5K. It took a big weight off my shoulders for you doing that. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing you this year on May 20th. May 20th. Good. Good deal. So uh, we need to have a jingle. Because you are you are world famous. I because of social media. I think people should know this. How many countries are are you influencing regarding uh, research and a cure for cholangiocarcinoma? Well, I play a, probably a, a very small part. You know, the Cholangiocarcinoma Foundation is the leading charity for cholangiocarcinoma, and certainly their outreach is worldwide. And they who they are who we actually support and. Um, Without them, I think a lot of cholangiocarcinoma patients now would be lost. They give them guidance. There's a caregiver map so you can find um, doctors that are specific for cholangiocarcinoma, which is really, really important in the treatment um, and going forward with cholangio that you get to a doctor who actually knows what cholangiocarcinoma is. And if you don't know what it is, it's bile duct cancer. It originates in the bile duct in the liver. It's a thin tube about four to five inches long that reaches from the liver to the small intestine. And the major function is to move fluid called bile into the liver or gallbladder to help digest fats in the food. It's a really rare, aggressive, um, lethal cancer that is difficult to diagnose, can often take up to a year to diagnose, is therefore often diagnosed at a later stage has a really high recurrence rate and has limited treatment options and a poor life expectancy. I certainly was one of the fortunate ones. My mom, she passed away in 2011 from cholangiocarcinoma. 
I was told at that time it wasn't genetic, there's no way you're going to get it, but there I was in 2018 on the operating room table for a gastric sleeve, and thankfully Dr. Peters at Christiana flicked the camera up, looked at my liver and saw a little shadow, and he aborted the surgery and sent it off for biopsy. He ultimately saved my life and got me um, into treatment at an earlier stage. I was stage 2B. So I had a liver resection where they removed five by seven of my liver, and then I underwent six months of chemotherapy. So Dean and I decided, once I had kind of recovered from all that, we kind of got together and said we needed to make a difference going forward and try and make it easier. And certainly our goal is to make sure all Delawareans are aware of it. Um, we have a very active campaign, three billboards up in Delaware for the month of February, uh, cholangiocarcinoma month. Uh, they're located, one's on Basin Road across from the News Journal, one's on Kirkwood Highway, um, and another one's up by Sweet Nell's on um, 202. And I, I do get, um, people do from the state do reach out to me when they see these things, so it's important, and then I can kind of guide them and make sure they get to the Foundation's website, get to the guidance and support that they need. What is the Foundation's is website? Yeah, the Foundation's website is curecca.org. CureCCA.org. I got another question. I know um, pharmaceutical company, Insight, has been really involved with this. Did, did you get them involved? Were they already working on something? How did that happen? Um, Insight, actually, um, they were very heavily involved and have been doing so for quite a while. They actually have their American headquarters are right here in Wilmington, Delaware. You know, yeah. everybody says we have nothing to be proud of in Delaware. and. <laughs> I'm here to say that, you know, Insight developed the first FDA-approved targeted drug for cholangiocarcinoma um, to, a little over two years ago, I believe it was. And after that happened, you know, we as warriors were just so thankful that this drug company had taken on the task of finding some kind of treatment for a cancer that nobody knows about, not many people really care about. And, you know, we put a billboard up on, two, on um, I-95 to say thank you to them in what was believed to be the first time ever that patients thanked a drug company for the development hmm. of a medication. And um, they certainly support us 100% in all our fundraising efforts here in Delaware. They're our major cancer quacker for our quackocholangio, 5K. And I've, you know, been involved with ribbon cuttings there and had to, got to speak in front of the governor afforded me the opportunities I might not have had otherwise. And certainly I love partnering with them. One of the other partnerships I had was um, I was asked if they could tell my story in um, Reader's Digest. So that's probably like my mom and dad in heaven are looking down thinking that's my biggest accomplishment. Because, you know, <laughs> yeah. I had of Reader's Digest and... It, no, I'm not. Digest, seriously, I, I think, think about how many of our families had Reader's Digest, and uh, and and you'd read all these different features in there as well. My mom loved it; she she had it too. That's pretty. That's pretty awesome. But I wanted to bring yeah, up. And then ins- they got me a copy of it, like a, a formal copy of it. So yeah. you know, it kind of touched my heart because it was. You know, my mom died of cholangio, and certainly. You know, the problem with cholangiocarcinoma, the symptoms mimic a lot of other diseases. So one of our billboards is, has all the symptoms, chills, pale colored stools, itching, fever, loss of appetite, weight loss, pain in maybe your upper right quadrant, yellowing or jaundice. And then we say, consider cholangio. Because a lot of the times patients, these symptoms are so vague and kind of, you know, non-directional to cholangio. So these patients need to say, hey, could this be cholangiocarcinoma? 
And, you know, I was reading an interesting article in Cancer Health that said that research isn't like a light bulb that can be turned off and on depending on when funding becomes available. Patients who enroll in these clinical trials, they've often exhausted all of their treatment options. They can't just simply put their disease on hold while trial funding awaits. And unfortunately, researchers are forced to halt multi-year projects when the funding runs out, and then they have to abandon the discoveries in the process. And it's really sad to me, honestly, that cancer patients, caregivers, and those who have lost somebody with this rare cancer are left to fill the gaps in the federal fund, um, the insufficient federal funding for rare cancers. Because, for an example, in 2020, the National Institute of Health, I know you like numbers, so um, they financed, the National Institute of Health financed 291, 291 liver cancer research projects with about $130 million. But only 12, yes, only 12 out of the 291 were specific to cholangiocarcinoma, approximately 3.4 or $3.9 million. So last year alone, the Cholangiocarcinoma Foundation, generous, through the help of generous donors, funded 11, huh. when the NIH only funded 12. So it's a tough cancer, and it's a shame that patients like me and other patients just can't be patients. So in our community, volunteers fundraise in hopes of filling that gap and providing the money needed to fund more research. Well, that's what we're going to do with the with the five K. And we, of course, we mentioned on this program as well. And and I'm I'm honored to be able to MC and be a part of that. Last year, you raised a whole lot of money. How much? How much was it? It was just over seventy six thousand. Which for a five K, it was our third year. The first year we went virtual, we raised twenty five. The second year was fifty. Uh, last year was just over 76, but for a 5K, that's a huge amount. You know, it we is. have incredibly generous donors, and local businesses are just so generous, and we're thankful for that. You know, we have Insight, Kirk and Roof, Kirk and Exteriors came on this year. You know, Applebee's and all these other you know restaurants and High Five Hospitality. You know, they're very generous in giving gift cards and you know prizes for a cancer they don't know, but once they kind of you know, my, I give them a letter that kind of explains how serious this is because JAMA, the Journal of a Medical um, American Medical Association, says that by 2040, liver cancer and intrahepatic cholangiocarcinoma will be the third leading cause of cancer death. You know, with limited treatment options and drugs often taking 10 plus years to get to market, even with accelerated approval. This is a crisis, and, you know, the time is now for us to be doing the research because you might not have heard of it, but you will, and you're going to, you know, more and more people I meet saying, oh, my gosh, my aunt just got diagnosed. Oh, my gosh, my sister, you know, and it is getting, you know, there are more cases. Unfortunately, we don't have really accurate statistics because um, for many years they were just lumping uh, cholangiocarcinoma in with liver cancer, but now they have dedicated billing codes so we're hoping in the future to get a more accurate um, estimate of what the true number of cancer cholangiocarcinoma patients are. Well, the scary thing is gonna, it could be number three in 2040, the way it's going. Now, I also want to know about the stages. You said uh, that you're stage 2B. There's no evidence right. of disease right now, which is wonderful. But what are the different stages and what do they mean? Well, stage... Stage one is like, you know, kind of you're really lucked out if you've caught it stage one, and usually that's caught incidentally. And, you know, you have a really good hope for stage one. Usually it's just surgery, maybe some chemo. Stage two, you have one tumor, you take it out. Maybe they have a little bit of cells outside the actual 
actual tumor. Stage three, there's more, maybe more of a bit of a spread. Stage four, you know, you're talking, you're in for a big fight. And, you know, some of these warriors are the bravest people I have ever met in my life. And I have met warriors. Dean and I are quite engaged in the community, and we have, you know, get-togethers at our house. We do other fundraisers at Frank's Wine and all these other places. So we get to meet these people. And, you know, I've met, you know, I had a really good friend in her early 30s with a three-year-old die last year. My closest friend, she was only in her early 40s, died last year. And, um, you know, you get close to these people, but it is a really tight-knit community. I know you met several of them at the race last year, and, you know, they're just, you know, the fellowship. Like, people always say, oh, you've met them before, and we're like, no, this is the first (laughs) time we've met in person. But there's that bonding when you have this rare cancer that you just can't describe. You know, there's a love and support, and, uh, you know, our phone rings sometimes 10, 12 times in a day from different warriors needing help or just well yeah i mean i want people to know that when you had the 5k last year you had people come from other states as well uh can you sign up at curecca.org for the 5k or is that elsewhere no you sign up at races to run.com under events and um last year we actually had 26 states participating um so it was quite exciting and many of them flew up you know we had people fly in from out of state and, you know, we fill up the hotels, and it's it's really a fun weekend. And if, I'm excited to tell you that the Eagles are lighting their solar panel tonight for cholangiocarcinoma for World Cholangio Day. So that's exciting for us. See, you're really you know, out there. This is what I mean, that, that you're making a lot of these things happen uh, from right here in little old Delaware, even though you have, you know, thousands of people around the world who are helping out. But I just wanted to hand it to you. You've really, you know, considering the fact that uh, you're struggling through this, uh, that you're doing that. Yeah, thank you. I was really honored this year. Like last year, I got the Mark R. Clements Award for my excellence in community outreach. And this year, I got the Governor's Award in um, December for all my work with Calangio. And certainly, you know, it's not about getting awards, but certainly I use them to kind of get more press or get more attention to Calangio carcinoma. We have another project going on right now called Ducks for Calangio Carcinoma Awareness where uh, we ra- we mailed or delivered over almost 900 ducks all over the United States, and they've been hidden and hoping that just to raise awareness, these people finding the ducks, the warriors are having fun with it, and I think that's part of the – that makes it fun for us. By, too, by the way, um, I think people should know, since they listen to the show and they know I'm a waterfowler, th- these are little rubber duckies. Yeah. Okay. He's a waterfowl. They have a QR code to take you to our Facebook page. Although one of the warriors is a professor at the University of Oklahoma, and he said that he gave one to his student, and they said, uh, you know, Facebook's for old people. Oh, no. (laughs) And I said, well, I am old, so it's okay. I'm almost 60, so that's fine. You know, and we have great support from our neighbors. We uh, moved recently to a new neighborhood, and our yard's filled with uh, flamingos and a sign that says, what the flock is bile duck cancer. I was careful. (laughs) Good job. um, You know, some of the warriors, you know, they've embraced that too. And a company, I worked with them on Etsy, and they designed it for us. And so that other warriors all over the country could also order it. So we have green ribbons and flamingos and green lights. And, you know, the new neighbors have been amazing. And I sent them all an email apologizing, but they were all hey, listen, we support you 100%, so it's great. When Rick said he's a waterfowler, he was talking about 
when he gets inside a pool, he fouls the water. <laughs> but, um, <Yeah. laughs> well, we'll try to avoid that. <laughs> um, no I, I need a filter. Now, when uh, it, I know some people will still get, say, lung cancer, even though they don't smoke cigarettes. But for the most part, as society, I, I, I guess you're less likely to get it if you don't smoke cigarettes. Is there anything that they've narrowed it down to a cause other than heredity, which, you know, you can't do anything about that. But is it maybe a, a diet, a specific food someone's eating or, or being near a grown up near a power plant or something weird like that? Or No, they're really trying to figure that out. And there are certainly some things that make you more predisposed to getting cholangiocarcinoma, including um, genetics plays a very small part. They are now thinking that there is some form of a genetic component. Certainly when I was diagnosed, I was told no, but that now is changing. And there's, you know, there's, um, you know, all the liver issues, like if you have any sort of liver disease, um, there's a bunch of, they're not really too sure. Um, It can be bile duct stones, cysts, cirrhosis, diabetes, excessive alcohol or smoking, um, there is some risk from exposure to hazardous chemicals, having a fatty liver, inflammatory bowel disease, pancreatitis. Um, one thing is you, um, some of the vets um, that went to Vietnam and Korea came back and ate um, fish that gave them liver flukes, which then they ended up um, being predisposed to um, cholangiocarcinoma. And also some 9-11 responders are now being diagnosed with cholangiocarcinoma. They they actually reached out to me at one point um, to get some more information. So it is alarming and it is on the rise, and certainly we need to pay attention to it. And we're just hoping to raise as much money as we can. We do believe research is key. Um, so we do have the fourth annual Quack Out Cholangio coming Saturday, May 20th at Midnight Oil. And they've been a great partner. You know, not only do you get a T-shirt medal, Dean and I buy everybody lunch that day out of the two food trucks we hire, and then um, everybody gets a free beer if you're over 21. And they've been a great, like I said, great to partner with. Um, so I want people to know yeah, that the uh, yeah the the race you go to races to run dot com races number two run dot com, and you click events and just scroll down events and you'll see there May 20 uh, May 20th. The fourth quack out. Why do you call it the quack out? I know you got duck as a mascot, which is cool, but why'd you call it quack out? Um, we call it a quack out, Kalinja, because a warrior out on the West Coast, she kind of adopted this duck and she called it her, you know, bile duct cancer. So oh. then all of us going forward started kind of using the duck as our mascot. It's certainly nothing that has. It's kind of just evolved through the warriors and the people that have these events. So, yeah, and it, it just is a clever play on words, bile duct. It, it is, because, like, you know, duct tape isn't duct tape. It's duct tape. But I see right. a brand out there, duct tape, with a duck on it. So, quack out with the ducks. I love it. I've got about, what, four ducks in my office. I guess I'm going to have to bring some, do something with them. All right. <laughs> Well, we're just thankful for all your support, and, you know, certainly if anybody has any concerns and would like to reach out to me, and if they have somebody with cholangiocarcinoma, you can email teamcc23 at gmail.com, and I'm happy to get you uh, going in the right direction and get you to the resources you need and kind of get you, you know, certainly the best thing I can say is make sure you get a second opinion. Make sure you go to a center of excellence that specializes in cholangiocarcinoma. 
um, you have to add, the problem with our community, you have to really advocate for yourself much harder than you should have to when you're a cancer patient. And you really do need the support of the warriors who have kind of gone before you. Certainly they were there for me when I was diagnosed, and many of them, unfortunately, most of the people that were diagnosed around the same time as me have passed away because I'm now at five years. Um, 20, only 20 to 30 percent of the people diagnosed can have a liver resection, and then out of those people, only 20 to 40 percent live five years. So I certainly don't take that for granted, and I think that's what fuels my fire to make sure I get the word out and do whatever I can to show that I'm just so thankful to still be here. You know, I wouldn't be here without the love and support of my husband. Um, Dean's like the best. <laughs> you know, he's certainly doesn't get any of the credit, but certainly I drag him through everything. And he, he you know, he, he'll do anything for any of the warriors and, uh, you know, and, and the community and just anything he can do to help. He is now on the board of directors at the Carcinoma Foundation, and they actually supported us in forming a local charity called Team Cure Colangio. And we have a website, teamcurecolangio.org. And certainly if you, you know, had $10 and you wanted to throw it to us, we make sure all our money is designated to research only. Perfect. Uh, we're, we're very passionate about yeah. raising research. No, money. that's the thing, too. But we don't want to spend money on awareness. Uh, it, it's uh, Although awareness is, is important right now, but right. Uh, but research is, is most important. And I think what hap- what's going to happen is more people are going to know about this and they're going to call it bile duct cancer, you know, just because it's it's easier. Uh, so, folks, go yeah. to racestorun.com, races2run.com. Go to events, scroll down to May 20. You'll see the quack out for cholangiocarcinoma. If you want to learn more, you can go to curecca.org. You can email Janice at teamcc23 at gmail.com. And I'm, I'm really glad you called in so we can help out. Thanks, Janice. Can I just mention one more thing? I'd just like to thank Mayor Pazicki and uh, Representative Kimberly Williams for um, formally declaring uh, World Cholangiocarcinoma Day today. It's important. It helps raise awareness. And a shout-out to my warrior sis, little warrior sister, Christina, who's having a rough day today. So. Oh, well, well, this is awesome that you help communicate this and people know about it. And that's why we do it, just to help you get the word out. Thanks, Janice.